1: Servus and greetings from Vienna. My name is Anita Posch. Thank you for listening to Bitcoin und Co, my podcast that's introducing the philosophy, ideas and people behind Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin in Africa: The Ubuntu Way, Part 6. Alakanani Itirileng fighting scams, and preaching Bitcoin in Southern Africa since 2013. Hello and thanks for tuning in to the sixth and last part of my African special. In this episode, I talk with Alakanani Leng, who founded the Satoshi Center in Botswana in 2014 and single-handedly built a growing Bitcoin community. She is the heart and the center of all Bitcoin education there. Even the government is relying on her consultancy. We recorded this interview in February 2020, only days before the COVID-19 lockdowns went into effect. Her greatest ambition, the organization of a Bitcoin conference in Southern Africa, will not come true soon. If you like to support her work and the Satoshi Center, please do so. Her Twitter handle is at BitcoinLady. If you have a question about the podcast or Bitcoin, feel free to visit the episode page at bitcoinandco.com forward slash en forward slash Africa 6. There you will find an audio recorder to record your question. If you want to learn more about Bitcoin, start with my Bitcoin Basics talk that I held in Zimbabwe and Botswana on my YouTube channel. It's at youtube.com forward slash Anita Posh. Before we start, I want to thank my sponsors. This podcast special and my trip to Africa would not have been possible without my sponsors and supporters. I want to thank my sponsors first. LocalBitcoins.com, the person-to-person Bitcoin exchange site founded in 2012. LocalBitcoins allows you to trade directly with another person. This makes the process customizable, lean, and fast, as there is no corporate overhead. You can get your bitcoins instantly. For every trade, localbitcoins.com offers escrow protection to ensure the bitcoins and both traders are safe. Thanks to Shift Crypto Security, manufacturer of the hardware wallet Bitbox 02, to Peter McCormick and the What Bitcoin Did podcast. To Coinfinity, manufacturer of the card wallet. And many thanks to several unknown private donors who sent me Satoshi's Over the Lightning Network. This special is edited by Coindesk's podcast editor Adam B. Levine and published first on the Coindesk podcast network. Thank you very much for supporting the Bitcoin in Africa series with your work. Thank you also to GoTenna for donating several GoTenna devices to set up a Mesh network in Zimbabwe. To stackwork.com, the place to earn Bitcoin over the Lightning Network. And to Team Satoshi, the decentralized sports team, for supporting my work. This special is also brought to you by the Let's Talk Bitcoin Network. If you like my work and the Bitcoin & Co. podcast, please take a minute to share it with your friends on social media and subscribe to the feed in your podcast player. You'll find the subscription links at bitcoinandco.com forward slash en forward slash subscribe. Hello, Alakanani. I'm happy that I'm here. Finally, I found my way from Europe to Botswana. Thanks for the invitation. We're just setting up a Bitcoin and Lightning Note. How and when did you find out about Bitcoin? Okay,
0: um, my journey with Bitcoin started in
1: 2012
0: on a personal level when I started. Uh, trying to find ways in which I can, like, make money online to help my son. Um, that's my son right on the wall. Yeah, he was uh, he was sick. Uh, he was having uh, hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy, which is like a heart disease kind of. So he got, like, really, really sick, and he was having an issue with the lungs and all that. So I wanted to find ways in which I can, like, work and get extra money to take him out of Botswana to get uh, medical help. So that's when I came across this Bitcoin thing uh, in 2012. And uh, that was like early 2012, maybe January or so, because I know a few months later my son passed away. So, and... uh, Then I stopped doing Bitcoin. (laughs) I stopped. You had enough stress. Yeah, I had uh, enough stress and stuff. So I paused the Bitcoin uh, thing. And then in 2013, I was like, you know, there's something about that thing that I learned. So I should like go back to it and study it a little bit more and see how I can help other people at that moment the idea was to set up a non-profit to help kids who are like my kid so I went back and I started like doing a lot of reading I wasn't like very very good at understanding what it was but I had that drive to set up a community so I remember I had like 10 friends or so and I called a meetup my first Bitcoin meetup in 2013 wow in 2013 <laughs> cool yeah so and then I called my friends and I I taught them the legal knowledge that I had about Bitcoin, and I told them the possibilities uh, in Bitcoin about you, know, you making your own money and stuff, and the value being better than the pooler. You know, it was all about that.
1: Did people here understand it and follow your path from the beginning on, or did they say, uh, I don't understand it? I, I'm... you know,
0: a lot of people have got issues with anything that is to do with the internet. You know, a lot of people have got issues. You know, anything that is to do with the internet is a scam or it's there to steal their money or it's uh, white people's problem. white people's problem. yeah <laughs> anything with the internet yeah I they mean? always have a lot of people have that mentality they, we say meaning it's a white people's issues kind of it's white people's thing
1: internet yeah you oh, know really? in
0: the beginning yeah people wow. had that kind of thing when, when i using internet yeah there's the things for the white people so when you introduce something like bitcoin so it was kind of difficult in the beginning people do not understand what I was on about how can there be money that can be on the internet and stuff like that we used they're used to paper money and all that so i have to like do a lot of reading because in the beginning it was so tough i didn't have all the answers like though i'm not saying i have all the answers now but i'm better nobody has all the answers <laughs> but i'm better so at that moment i didn't have like all the answers like a lot of answers so i had to like go through a lot of reading so that I can empower the people that are following me. So that's how it started.
1: Can we get a little back to the general situation here in Botswana? I've been to Zimbabwe in the last two and a half weeks and the situation there is really, really bad with the economic situation and people are lining in for petrol for hours, for nights. They are waiting for the fuel and then they don't get it. Maybe people have nothing to eat, no work. How is the situation in Botswana?
0: I will not say we are bad, bad. No. People can still go to the bank and get money. People can still get petrol. The only thing is now unemployment rate is high. I think it's at about 18.97%. Around 20% and it's growing. It's growing. Like, you know, uh, that is like the statistics for 2019, I think. And we have a lot of graduates who are graduating every year from the universities. So it keeps on piling and adding because we've got universities, we've got colleges, we've got all that where students are graduating every year. Is this a free education here? Yes. So you get kind of it's kind of a student loan or kind of a, we create a loan or a grant the government pays for you and then when you're done with schooling you have to like pay back the money but if you don't have uh, a job then if you don't have a job then you don't pay <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and no nobody's been arrested yet <laughs> yeah so so that kind of situation is the issue of jobs you know like there's so many so many people who are roaming the street with with no jobs i remember i think it was 20 Nineteen, if it's not twenty eighteen, when some graduates, you know, they went on a on a peaceful demonstration or as, whatever they called the riot or whatever, then because they were beaten for that, so they were beaten by the police. They were not allowed to demonstrate, so uh, you could see it because people were crying, like we have graduated. Where do we go from here? So there are no jobs. Yeah, that's the big. I think that I think that's the big challenge we are having right now in Botswana. Every year we are piling maybe five thousand or more uh, graduates on the on IT field, for example, field. like five thousand or more. But they think of others also who are not IT. How many do we have every year who are graduating and no jobs?
1: Can you get anything in the supermarkets? And then the other question is, can people afford it?
0: Yeah, I mean, like we've got shops of different standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got like expensive shops like Woolworths, you know, who the who's and who's will go there to go and buy stuff. And then we've got, you know, middle class kind of shops and then we have got like lower class kind of shops.
1: But are there many people that are suffering from hunger, really? Like in in Zimbabwe, I think. Yeah, definitely there are. That's why we have like social workers.
0: So what, what happens is we have got kind of poverty eradication schemes and we've got and stuff. Like, for example, if you, if there's an orphan is given a card, there's a card which you can use. They put money in, in it and then they can like $80 or $90 or so. So then they can go and get food. Even though they, they also destitute program kind of, yeah, they can give uh register as destitute and the government can be giving
1: them money on monthly basis for basics. And do you think that the pessimism against the internet or that you could earn money over the internet, is this going away or is this, I mean, with the young people coming out of university? Yeah, young people are
0: changing the whole dynamics. They're changing the whole culture. They're not stubborn. They're, they're open to possibilities and different cultures, different opinions. They're not like our parents who are like, you don't do this, you don't go there, you don't go there. So nowadays, you know, in towns, for example, that's where like we have got a lot of young people in towns. So that's where you see that dynamics have changed. We've got people using so many smartphones, laptops, you know.
1: How good is the internet connection here and how? How much do you have to pay for it? I would think my internet is not that good. <laughs> I compared to like when I was in
0: Kenya, I could see how f- quick it was when when you are in South Africa. It's quick, but I hear it's expensive. So, but here I think our oh, internet is not that good. Like the one that I'm using, it's, it's not that good. Uh, and also I, I I think it's expensive. How much do you pay for a month? Mine is like 2 MB. So, but it's, it's never 2 MB. Yeah, the bandwidth. It's always 1 point something. So I pay, yeah, it's very slow. So I, I pay like $40. 40 USD? Yeah, a month. It's unlimited, but very slow. It's it's expensive. Yeah. So if you need a good one, you will have to pay like $150. And
1: on the smartphone? Data. Do you also have these social media bundles? Yes, we do have. So people may, might only have a WhatsApp bundle? They may have WhatsApp and Facebook bundles, called
0: social media bundles, and then they can have the full one. So, for example, with the network that I'm using called Orange, they will give you for a day, one day, internet or so, you will pay like a dollar for a day. So and then it, after a day, it expires.
1: How could people use Bitcoin here when the internet connections are so expensive? Do you have an idea?
0: If, for example, they can use the Internet that they're using, the small Internet they're using to earn Bitcoins, for example, then they can be able to pay for their Internet and then use B- Bitcoin. People still pay even if it's expensive. They pay it to download movies, to stream videos, which actually is not giving them any money. It's making them to lose more money. So if I am um, to use uh, my Internet, my data, why not use it to earn Bitcoin so that I can pay for my data and earn more Bitcoins? So what are
1: the properties about Bitcoin that interest you the most?
0: I mean like it's easy to send money to receive money from anywhere no restrictions like like PayPal will have restrictions for other countries I think Nigerians are not, are not even are not using PayPal so Bitcoin is allowing me to use and receive money from anyone and send it to anyone around the world without discriminating so that's the, the most excellent thing about Bitcoin so it's for everyone it's a money for everyone regardless of where you're coming from your race your creed or whatever so it's like
1: yeah it's the best and do you think that the people here can uh, connect with that and realize that or do they still think it's a white internet thing? No, no, I think nowadays young
0: people especially are are like into it. Some for, for whatever reasons, like for example, some they're doing it Uh, because they've joined some scheme or whatever somebody has promised them you can make money very quick if you put $10 today tomorrow you'll have $20,000 they believe (laughs) and some they're using it for that but young people are like really embracing them like I believe when you come to my meetup uh, tomorrow you're going to see a lot of young people they're the ones who are like there like a lot of them who are like there so who are like they are into uh, the internet, they are into trying to find ways in which to make money because they are they're unemployed. It's painful to be unemployed. That's what you know. You will see, like a lot of young people embracing uh, the internet. It's no longer, it's not a white people thing. <laughs> now they, yeah. I think also the government is trying, for example, to introduce computers in primary school level. So we see the introduction of computers uh, slowly, slowly by giving uh, students uh, tablets. Eventually people will, will understand, will know the generation that is coming is going to be better than the one that that is before us, yeah.
1: You just mentioned the government. How is regulation here with Bitcoin? Quiet. <laughs> there is nothing. <laughs>
0: nothing. Last year in, in November we were called as so we, that's like some kind of consultative meet, meeting so we went there the Satoshi Center and they were asking us a lot of questions so we told them so they said no, we want to know what is happening so that if there is anything that we need to know you need to like tol- tell us what is happening. So for me, I think they were like they're open even though they're still like not yet there but they're open for discussions so I think if there is uh, it's just up to us to like make sure that we we keep on showing them what is happening in in, in, in Bitcoin and what not. You can even see there's a Bitcoin ATM in Harare at Airport Junction. Really? Yeah, there's a Bitcoin ATM. So it's there. It's been used. Yeah, as long as you just go and and, and declare what you are doing, I think that's what they want you to declare what you are doing. I think even even when it comes to the issues of tax, you can still pay
1: your taxes. Yeah. I mean, you only have to cash out in Pula then and pay the taxes. And pay the taxes.
0: Yeah. So I think I think they are open for that. They haven't like shown any resistance for us. They're only against the Ponzi schemes.
1: Yeah, because I think the Golix exchange in Zimbabwe has been shut down maybe because of the many Ponzi schemes and, and MLM things because people were ripped off their Bitcoin and they bought Bitcoin on or uh, Was that the reason? Do you know something? I, I don't really know what was the issue with Golix because it was it was one of the best uh,
0: exchanges in, in Zimbabwe. I even went there. I saw the Bitcoin ATM. It was beautiful. It was beautiful Bitcoin ATM. They were doing good. So I don't know. Maybe it's because people, people People now, they don't know how to differentiate between what Bitcoin is and what Ponzi schemes are. Like somebody can call and say, hey, I want to join Bitcoin. You can see even the way they join Bitcoin. Join Bitcoin day. <laughs> you will say, nah, then you see people are still confused. They don't yeah. know it's Bitcoin is something that you can join. How can you say, I want to join dollar?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what do you think are the hurdles here in Botswana for Bitcoin adoption?
0: Ponzi schemes, they are really disturbing us. <laughs> they are disturbing us, you know, because it, it, it gets so confusing. Like some people will even call me and say, hello, uh, is that Satoshi Center? be like, yeah. they like, okay, I'm I'm joining uh, this, this, whatever, whatever. Uh, can you help me? I'm like, nope, I can't help you. But they said, no, but they, I heard you are the Bitcoin Person here, I think that's the thing that is, this, you know, making it so hard because now people know that the Satoshi Center for Bitcoin. So now people who are joining whatever they think because Satoshi Center is Bitcoin, it means Satoshi Center is what they are doing. Yeah. So we have to like have we have like a lot of work to like tell people that there is Satoshi Center, Bitcoin, and then there is those things that they are doing which are like a totally different thing. So I think that's the the, the greatest hurdle. People should understand what Bitcoin is, what the opportunities are, and avoid Ponzi schemes. I know people, like, they want money. I mean, if I would have joined the schemes, I could be rich. I'm telling you, because everybody who comes with a scheme, they start calling me first because they go on internet, Bitcoin, they get me, they get my name and they call me.
1: Yeah, and in a Ponzi or in a pyramid, yeah. if you're the first one, then you're good off. I didn't do
0: it. So I decided like I have to focus on what is true. So, so the one thing that is like really disturbing is that. I, I, one of the things that I really want to do is one that I've been trying and trying, but it's so hard to get sponsorship. Number one, I wanted to do a hackathon. That's my first thing that I wanted to do, creative hackathon. So, but people were like, uh, I wasn't getting like good responses in terms of sponsorship for me to be able to like pay for the venue because it's expensive for the venue. The one that I wanted to use was like very expensive. I didn't have the money for the venue. I only got uh, somebody who was going to sponsor the winners. Then there was no point for me to like do a meetup where I don't even have a venue, I don't have the resources, you know, to be able to carry that hackathon. The whole idea for my hackathon was for people now and the young people especially who are my target to understand Bitcoin more by becoming hands-on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing that I've been like, wishing to do so much was to have a Bitcoin conference where I can call anybody, everybody, even those in governments, to come and attend the conference. I think if I can be able to do those two things, I'm telling you, people will have like a switch because meetups, they come, we chat, we chat, we go, we, and then we meet again and another meetup, you know. But if we can, and, and it's all, sometimes it's always the same people who are coming and very few new who are coming. But imagine a big twin conference where we calling people like you guys from Austria. We call you, you come, different people come, and then we teach people the government because those, those are the people that we really have to like reach. So if I can be able to do that, then I know there's going to be a shift. But it has been so tough, I've been trying.
1: So what was the problem then? The, the companies from like outside of, of Botswana yeah. that don't
0: sponsor you? Or? They haven't like responded. I've been writing <laughs> but yeah. people are not responding. Even if a conference is coming by someone from outside, I'll still like embrace it. Mm-hmm. If let's say for example, a, a blockchain a Bitcoin Foundation in Austria they want to do a Bitcoin meet conference in Botswana, I will embrace it because what I want is for the information to reach the people that I want it to reach. If the uh, Bitcoin Foundation in Austria have got sponsors sponsors and all know that they can sponsor the conference in Botswana, we can set it up. How do people here in Botswana get Bitcoin? I think number one is because of the schemes that they join. And then there are those who are working online. And then there are those who are doing Forex trading. Yeah, yeah they're traders. I know there are a, a group of young traders called, uh, there's a company called AfriDead. So AfriDead, they, they do Forex trading and crypto trading. So, so, there's like a bunch of guys who are doing into trading and that those who are into sports betting, uh, they're doing crypto because, uh, there's a company called Play Better, which, uh, they're doing, uh, betting, sports betting and live sports betting. So I introduced the company in Botswana and we've got people who are also betting. I think <laughs> <laughs> they
1: should hold Bitcoin instead. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they should bet responsibly <laughs> and they also hold Bitcoins and yeah, I think it's that online work, Ponzi schemes of course, yeah
1: How do people install their wallets and then how do they exchange pooler to Bitcoin or something? A lot of them, they're
0: using uh, mobile what do call that downloads the one that downloads on their phones and one thing that i have realized is i was inter- interacting with a lot of people like maybe they'll be calling me to say they're looking for bitcoins and a lot of them they don't have recovery phrases for their wallets wow so they don't do backups so i'll have to like when i call them i say like Are you, uh, before i send you money is your wallet backed up mm-hmm. they'll be like what is that <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Then I they have to like Phew. take them through the process of backing up their wallet so that yeah. your money is safe and all that and all that. So that's why we, so we need a conference so that people can hold their Bitcoins and still be safe because some they have lost their wallet. I remember there was a lady who called me and said he, he lost his wallet. Can he recover it with the password? I said no, unless you have done the, the Bitcoin uh, backup. But what is that? You see, the problem with the Ponzi schemes is they will make you to download your wallet very quick, no information whatsoever you don't understand what is happening and you don't even have uh the recovery, you don't have your seed, you don't have nothing. So you lose your, your, your money, you lose your once you lose your, your phone, you lose your money and all that. So that's one thing. Yeah. So most of them they hold it on their on their phones or on their web wallets.
1: Oh, that's really criminal. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that those ponties kids. Yeah, they, they are. Don't I don't like. Them. Them. I mean, they have no interest in educating people. Of course, I don't like them. Some they pretend to be educating. There are
0: those who be saying when they when they advertise uh, there whatever they'll be like come and learn about blockchain. Yeah, blockchain. Mm-hmm. I'm like no. Uh huh. You're not teaching people anything. You say come learn about blockchain, and then after you, after they have learned, you say, uh, "Give us fifty dollars or whatever to join our scheme." So at the end of the day, how
1: many people are coming to your meetups? It that those moments will
0: have having close to hundred, then there are those moments where we have got twenty. Mm-hmm. I never have. I never have less than twenty.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yesterday you told me that you've been to many African countries and doing meetups. Where and when was that happening? Kenya so many times.
0: Kenya? <laughs> yeah, I've been. Kenya is like my second home. So Kenya so many times. And I've been to Uganda uh, to teach. I've been to Zimbabwe to teach. I've been to South Africa to teach. So those are like my countries where I've, like, I've been there to like teach. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah. So and I've been invited to other countries. Some I, I failed to go. You know, yeah, but I've been invited in so many. I think I've become like this African Bitcoin person. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I love teaching to empowering people. If, if I can do that all my life, it will be and protect people from Ponzi schemes. I'll be so happy.
1: Which countries in Africa do you think are the most forward in Bitcoin education and using Bitcoin and people who are in this space? South Africa,
0: Nigeria, Ghana. They the top 3 They're at the forefront of this. They are like I mean like when I say I mean like we see a lot of development coming in. You know, people are, we've got wallets, people are doing wallets for this and that. You it's it's development. You know, you you see that they're doing something they've understood. You know, they're looking for solutions, you know, and all that. So you 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 can tell by what is happening there. Yeah. And you can tell also by a lot of people being interested in going to those countries than, than other countries.
1: What do you think? Which things have to be in place that countries or people in different countries see the Positive sides of Bitcoin and want to adopt it. You know what you just said, South Africa, Ghana, and Nigeria? I mean, like sending money, remittance, yeah.
0: Sending money. I mean, we have to like find a lot of fintech solutions on, on Bitcoin. We should be able to see that. It shows that people are really embracing that. You know, having uh, businesses that are focusing on Bitcoin, having education centers, which are established. Like in Botswana, we're not established. We're struggling I mean, to establish ourselves because there is no... People are looking at maybe the population, maybe. Uh, the population of Ghana is good. They can be able to sponsor, you know, certain businesses. Only we only have 2.4 million. so a small market for a lot of people. So people, the, the market is not but bitcoin is a global market so actually it should also work yeah, yeah but at the end of the day you know it's what drives people to go to people is money you
1: yeah, know to so profit so somewhere
0: profit, profit somewhere so some countries are not that much profitable for for people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so a little bit left out. Uh, you, even if you try, you know, you still get a little bit left out. Mm. Like I was giving an example of how much I was struggling with the the, the hackathon, and I I pushed it to August with the hope that maybe s- some people will come in and 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 help. I'm still. Waiting to see. But if I was to say the same in Nigeria or in South Africa, it would be so fast because the population is good. So here the population is so small. So it's kind of a struggle.
1: And now a short word from my sponsors. Not your keys, not your coins. Be the holder of your keys for your Bitcoin. For that, use a well-built hardware wallet like the Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto Security from Switzerland. With their upcoming app for Android, you can connect the hardware wallet directly with your phone and send and receive Bitcoin on the go. Check it out at shiftcrypto.ch, that's shift crypto dot C-H. You get free shipping with the code ANITA. As I said before, not your keys, not your coins. The industry standard is to use a hardware wallet. But if, for various reasons, you cannot use a hardware wallet to secure your Bitcoin, then the card wallet is the solution to store your Bitcoin keys. No software updates needed, it's 100% offline and it leaves no traces on the blockchain. So you can give it away as a gift or inheritance. You can send Bitcoin to it and all you have to do is to store it in a safe place. The manufacturers are the Austrian State Printing House and Coinfinity. Austria's first Bitcoin broker. Order your card wallet at cardwallet.com forward slash Anita and get 20% off the price. So since you're in uh, to Bitcoin since 2012, 2013, you've seen a lot of development around it, like other hard forks, other cryptocurrencies and such. Are you still a Bitcoiner? Or? Yeah, Bitcoin is key. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin is key, no matter what I can develop
0: or whatever, like solution that can come to me. Bitcoin is key. I don't think there is uh, such brilliance as you can be seen in Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin is, is brilliant thinking you know the the whole the whole ecosystem on bitcoin the whole if you read the white paper it's it has got a lot of brilliant ideas you know. The eliminating third parties, the miners, you know, the way it has been done. Everything is so systematic and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that so I, th- I still believe Bitcoin is king. There might be maybe in the future other developments that will come, but Bitcoin will still remain king. <laughs> it's the foundation of everything. OK, you can beat your mom in terms of knowledge but she's still your mom
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a nice comparison
0: yeah (laughs) yeah she's still your mom i mean like you you have got good knowledge maybe you're you're more more advanced than she is but at the end of the day you have a problem you go to your mom
1: Do you see any usability or accessibility problems here or hurdles for Bitcoin in the African countries? Yeah, a lot of issues of power cuts, So that yeah. you, could, you couldn't use Bitcoin because you don't have electricity, electricity on your, your phone. phone, on your yeah, phone yeah. And, and the same stuff. with internet, I guess. And,
0: and same with internet because it's expensive. So I think if you can put more money into making accessibility easier and making it easy for people in Africa to have resources, like electricity. We've got a lot of sun, you know, so if you can use it uh, and find a ways in which you can use the electricity to, you know, the, I mean the sun to convert it into electricity and so that people can have access to electricity 24 seven will be better. And uh, also to make uh, internet cheap. Yeah, it's, it's expensive
1: that are exterior uh, yeah, factors yeah. that, that no. Bitcoin cannot change oh, in a yeah. way. Yeah. 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 But uh, like using wallets or stuff like that, maybe there should be a way to use Bitcoin in WhatsApp or in Telegram maybe because the people have those it, bundles.
0: As long as uh, those uh, applications are decentralized and they don't have, you know, uh, uh, if they still like person at the end controlling WhatsApp and whatnot, okay. how do we trust? You know, with Bitcoin is don't trust, but verify. So, if yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we are not sure if you will be safe to use it.
1: What do you think about Facebook's Libra? Hmm. It's another for me. It's another Ripple, but I think many people will use it because they don't realize what the differences between Ripple or Libra or Bitcoin are. huh? I think. Yeah, I think that's the thing that they don't understand. For me, uh, of
0: course, maybe it. it and, and at the same time, it will also be like I, I remember the words for it's Max Keiser. I think he's the one who says okay. it's it's Bitcoin's little bitch. Sorry for the <laughs> word, but <laughs> yeah, it will help even Bitcoin to be even adopted even more. Ah, okay It's because it
1: authenticates
0: Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm. But it's another ripple.
1: What is the latest development in Bitcoin that got you interested and say, Yeah, that's a great development? Lightning. Lightning, yeah. Yeah. I think if we can like
0: it can if it can grow and develop more, it's gonna help uh, with all those issues that Bitcoins have scalability, issues of like sending even small micro payments. Making everybody everywhere to use it for for whatever that they want. I mean, it's making Bitcoin easy to use. So I think Lightning. I still the I still believe there might be even more improvements on the Lightning that we don't know. In my mind, I keep on thinking it's gonna even improve more. It has got maybe its own issues. I don't know, but I'm telling you, Lightning is gonna make beautiful Bitcoin beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, That's what I. That's my thought anyway. Yeah, I like it though. Do you see, I mean, besides of you, people here using Bitcoin or lightning?
0: Bitcoin uh, on lightning. Yes, it, it it will have to like teach people. People have to be taught. Like, for example, I was able to go to a doctor and convince him to accept Bitcoin in his clinic. Mm-hmm. So if I can be able to do that, if I can be able to like go anywhere and educate people, I think we'll see people, you know, having those lightning nodes. You know, to make them making their own payment channels and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. will we? We'll, Your web shops. Yeah. If I can have workshops on that, not only where I am, like right now, if you, if you, if you, if you can follow my meetups and that, they're based only here in Haburon because I don't have the resources to be able to travel. My, my dream is to travel the whole of Botswana and cover the whole of Botswana, every little single place. And if I can have like lightning nodes in every single place set, that will make me feel like I've achieved you know I've achieved and like I was, I was telling someone that if I can have someone who's like me in Botswana also it will make me feel like yeah I've done my my, my work really good Super. yeah so I'm still if I can find that sponsor that says hey travel the whole of Botswana and do what you have to do I will gladly do it
1: yeah I brought a Raspberry Pi with me. My sponsors were so kind to pay for it. So we just tried to download the blockchain. Is this then the first one in Botswana? It, we had uh, the Casa nodes, which were uh, set up at the Satoshi Center.
0: Those are the Lightning nodes. But with this this one of this kind is the first one. Yeah, okay. and it's it's. I, I love the way it is. Like it's built beautifully, and I like it that it's syncing quick. So I I can see it's already already syncing. It was a ninety nine percent. So it's already syncing. It didn't take a day or two. I think having things like this, like lightning nodes, uh Bitcoin nodes, not only in Kaburun all over Botswana. I mean, it will it will make the whole, whole sense. People will it will make people to be interested. They want to see such. And things. people are their own banks and and they people, are then, and then their their own banks. Yeah. So maybe one day I'll be able to have the the tour Botswana tour. Yeah, I want to do that to go around Botswana and set up such things, nodes and all that. You can see I still have my lightning nodes, some of them are not, they're still in the box. So I even like use them. So I want to set them somewhere, you know, where people can like embrace, embrace them and use them, yeah.
1: If there is somebody in Botswana who doesn't know you yet, or you don't know him or her yet, and he's interested in setting up a node, I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, like, I'm I'm
0: here for them. I mean, I'm like a Bitcoin preacher. (laughs) The information that I'm learning is not for me, but it's for people. So I want to, they should should not be afraid to to contact me. And I'm easy. I talk a lot.
1: (laughs) What would you like to tell the world um, about Bitcoin or Botswana or how uh, we could support you?
0: I mean, I've been here. Faithfully, faithful love of Bitcoin <laughs> for so many years. I mean, like, uh, I remain faithful to my calling in Bitcoin, but I want to have talks with people around the world and share Uh, uh, I mean, tours around Botswana and share uh, the people's uh, thoughts, the people's uh, beliefs on Bitcoin. And I want people to be able to also know Bitcoin in depth and not schemes, not Ponzi schemes, not whatnot. I want people to be able to have the knowledge and be able to use it and to see the the beauty of Bitcoin. And I can only do that if I'm able to like get out of Kaboroni and go to the whole of Botswana. And I want to do that. I've I even have uh, a plan in one of my laptops uh, where I have drawn that I want to go to this place to this place to this place to this place and all I needed was like brochures if somebody somewhere there in, in, in globally I've got brochures I can share with people I can We'll be sharing those brochures. I can be doing more activation exercises uh, for people who don't have Wi-Fi. We can be giving them paper wallets and teach them how to use them. You know, there's there's still like a lot
1: that I need to do. Yeah, I mean, you. you, I think you also need devices and stuff. Yes, devices and stuff. Yeah. uh, Nobody has hardware wallets here or something like that. Yeah, a
0: lot of people don't have. Yeah, I remember when I was so excited when I brought bought a treasure in the U.S. I can imagine that. Yeah, (laughs) I was excited, so I brought a treasure
1: when I was in the U.S. I hope tomorrow when we have the Bitcoin meetup and we will give away the shift bitboxes and also I've got some card wallets here. I, th- I think they will be stoked, they will be so excited, <laughs> they will be so excited, yeah. Is there something like EcoCash or M-Pesa here? Uh, mobile money,
0: yeah, we've got Orange Money mm-hmm. and then we've got MyZaka, yeah. So there are different uh, mobile companies that are providing mobile money solutions. Like Orange is providing orange money. Mascom is providing my Zaka. And then there's B Mobile. I forgot what it's called. They have got their own mobile money kind of. But it's not as huge as M Pesa. Yeah. M-Pesa is big. You go to the shops, you can just pay in, with M Pesa and, and all that. Yeah, but with Orange also they're trying, you can you can buy your electricity with the, with your orange money. You can go and they have got even a, a card. You know, like that, that card, yeah. yeah, a Visa card where you can go and just swipe your food and whatnot with the with the mobile money
1: and all those food stands oh, you or pay all the, the, the little money? shops, the little oh, shops. Oh, they're the ones the outside. You pay with paper money. Yeah, <laughs> because in Zimbabwe money. you pay also with eco cash Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, because they you also only need an old smartphone. Or a Nokia one, you know, these yeah. older phones. Yeah. And you don't have to pay for the internet usage or something. You don't, you only have to have a SIM card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can pay.
0: Yeah. Even here you can use your, your orange money to. To pay for your electricity, for example, even to, to, to pay for your data and stuff. But for those small businesses, they haven't yet embraced the culture of people coming with orange money and using it. So maybe if maybe uh, the mobile money uh, market can improve in Botswana, people start using QR codes, you just have to just scan a code and you pay. Then, yeah, maybe there'll be like a lot of adoption of mobile money. Yeah. yeah, maybe they leapfrog and use Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will be so cool. Yeah, yeah, because we will see. Yeah, I think that will be so cool. <laughs> How do you see the future of Bitcoin in Botswana? I think it's going to be big. For me, somehow in my head, I believe so much. This is, this is the original home of the honey badger. <laughs> Talk about that. The honey badger is from here? Yeah, we've got honey badgers, you know. So, I mean, Somehow I, I, I do believe so much. Young people are, are going to be the, the agents of change. That's why I'm like targeting them so much so that if they can understand and run with this vision, we're going to be able to use Bitcoin like a lot. We're still, we're already using it, you know, so it, we just need to have more places using Bitcoin, not only one doctor. We need more businesses, uh, using Bitcoin. We've got people from Zimbabwe here who are buying Bitcoin to send home. So you can see it's already there. It might not be a formal market, that informal market exists. So we just need to make everything now formal. Do you have exchanges
1: here that you use, online exchanges? No, Mm -hmm. peer-to-peer. Peer to peer, but do you use like something like local bitcoins? No, they've they've, they've closed as local bitcoin closed. As they,
0: they were one of the countries that were removed from local. Botswana. Bit- yeah, I, really? I never understood why because Botswana is so cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it, we're one of the countries which were listed on local bitcoins. So.
1: So, but can yeah. you buy? Can you buy, for instance, on Kraken or or any of the other? Bitstans? I think uh, Pax Paxful. I think yeah. Paxful, yeah. Paxful. yeah.
0: So, but normally here, uh, people just call us like yesterday day i was receiving a lot of calls when i was with you people were looking for bitcoins so i received like a lot of calls people were looking for bitcoins and then i will have to like con- connect them with somebody f- in the u.s uh to send me bitcoins
1: and you got everything in your head yeah all the connections uh, yeah because i think or are they do you have like whatsapp groups or telegram groups where the people connect the peer-to-peer people who want to exchange no we don't we haven't like from the peer to peer
0: WhatsApp group, just the Satu Center has been the, like the center where people just call the center and say, Hey, you're connecting everybody. Yeah, and then I'm connecting everybody. I never thought of uh, doing a WhatsApp group because people tend to take people's numbers and use them for own things.
1: Yeah. So I always like that. That's try, why I prefer yeah. Telegram because yeah. you do not have to show your number. Yeah,
0: maybe Telegram. If maybe you can introduce the culture
1: of Telegram because
0: here it's a lot of Facebook, lots of WhatsApp and Facebook.
1: Yeah, which is bad anyhow because everything is centralized at Facebook. Yeah, so and I, uh, I don't like
0: uh, WhatsApp groups because people take your number and then the next thing, you'll be called by someone from wherever is starting, you know, selling you some 409 scams and stuff. So I don't
1: like that. I think that was a nice interview. I hope you think so too. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything we uh, left out to say? No, I think we, we, we want
0: to build. I mean, like for me, I just want people to understand that I want to build. I want to build... Uh, the bitcoin uh, economy if if i have to go down in history i have to go down in history as one of the people who are like faithfully educating people about bitcoin without wavering so it's my passion and i want to push it but sometimes it's hard because i'm broke (laughs) I don't have the money. I'm not yet rich. So um, I want to help uh, people get into the Bitcoin ecosystem and set the ecosystem to make it like work for Africa, not only for Botswana, to make it work for, for Africa. You know, We are the very people that need Bitcoin. We are the people. I think so too. Yeah, we but are. actually,
1: this is the place where yeah, it's needed the most. This is the, the place
0: where it is needed the most. Like, I was shocked when I was in the US in Orange County. Uh, I saw a drive-through bank. Yeah. I was like, what? You guys have got drive-through banks? You don't need Bitcoin. So, we need Bitcoin. We don't own anything anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, we can, the only thing that we
1: can own and feel it's
0: ours is Bitcoin.
1: Since you're in, since 2013 how did this change to now like the adoption here or the interest of people yeah now people know bitcoin they, they i mean like a lot of people know. back bitcoin. then
0: you were the first one yeah i was i was the the, the formal one. I don't know if there were others who were hiding. Yeah. yeah. So I was the formal one. I was the one who, like, came out and said, Hey, come, let's get together and do this. I did that single handedly with the help of God and some friends in the US, you know, who are, who are still my friends up to today. So I was the person who felt like uh, this is not something to be selfish about, it's something that you can share with other people. Yeah. So, and I still continue doing that.
1: Would you say Bitcoin is community money or something like that? How would you brand Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a, it's, it's a family. It's, it's, it's
0: money with swag, you know. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it, I mean, like you can, it makes you to, to, to socialize with anyone without fear. I mean, like I cannot socialize with uh, some millionaires right here in Botswana. I cannot even sit down on the table with them or anything. But with Bitcoin, I sit with anyone. It doesn't give labels. That's the beauty about it. When you are sitting with, you don't feel labeled. You don't feel you are broke or you don't feel you are rich or you don't feel, you feel like you are in this community of family, you are a family, like a big, that is why every time I talk, I'm on Twitter, I'm like my Bitcoin family because it feels like family. It feels like you've got people, you've got brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever, whatever. Worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. So it's, it's a, it's a Bitcoin is a, it's a currency of love.
1: That's nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a currency of love. Yeah. It's it's a currency of love.
1: Perfect. I think that's the perfect ending (laughs) for this interview. Thank you so much. So thank you very much, Alakanani. (laughs) We are most welcome. See you soon again.
0: Oh, perfect. I will definitely love to see you again. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye. That's it for today. I hope you'll join me again next week. If you like my show, please write the recommendation in your favorite podcast player. If you're a German speaker and want to start using Bitcoin, then I recommend my book to you. It gives a comprehensive jumpstart into becoming a Bitcoin user with recommendations and safety tips. You can buy it on Amazon, or if you prefer to pay with Bitcoin or Lightning, drop me a message at hello at anitaposch.com. I'm currently looking for new sponsors for my podcast, so please feel free to send me a message too. For new updates, please follow me on Twitter at Anita Posch and subscribe to my newsletter at anitaposch.com forward slash newsletter. Thank you for listening. Music, start with yes. Delicate beats. Editing by Adam B. Levine and the Coindesk Podcast Network. Idea, content and production. Yours truly, Anita Posh.